Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. This week on the show, I'm sharing a reasoning, a meditation that came through during some time in nature as of late. And it is my intention with sharing this to bring some elevation, some inspiration into the world right now here on planet Earth. So thanks so much for tuning in. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First sponsor is Seed Apparel. They make these incredibly stylish, uh, environmentally friendly company, environmentally responsible, socially responsible company, making hemp pants that were grown in Canada. You can use them for skateboarding, rock climbing, doing yoga, whatever it is that you do. They make great stuff. So check them out. I am Seed on Instagram or you can head to theseedstore.ca and get yourself a pair. I'll put them down in the show notes below so that you can link up and get yourself a pair of seed pants. Also, our second sponsor, want to give a shout out to Minds Die, who makes these amazing uh, hand-dyed head wraps you see me wearing. They do custom jobs, they do hoodies, they do kimonos, they do bed sheets, you name it. Uh, really, really thankful for Minds Die supporting Revealing the Diamond and just making me look great. So thank you, Minds Die. If you want to check out what they do, they're on Instagram as well, at Minds Die, or you can go to the Etsy store. Etsy is a great place to support artists making incredible handworks, um, and Minds Die is on there, and I'll also put the link to the Minds Die store down below. If this is your first time checking us out on YouTube, please hit subscribe and follow what we do so we can reach more people with these teachings. If, we, if you love what we do, please leave a comment as well so that we can link up and connect and grow this global community. If you haven't listened to the podcasts uh, on the audio format, wherever you listen to podcasts, please check out Revealing the Diamond. The links are also below and you can listen to this wherever you are. Um, and there's lots and lots of episodes dealing with different topics that you can tune into and listen to uh, these teachings. Thanks for being here today. And so without further ado, here is the meditation, the reasoning called a reminder right here on Revealing the Diamond. Bless you. We were born into pain and we're born into mistrust. And this happens in varying degrees of pressure and grace based on our conditions, where we are born, who we were born to. Some say we choose our parents, we choose our life's work. Our destiny comes predetermined or it's all random. There are so many theories and possibilities. What is happening at the time of conception, of birth? What we experience in early childhood informs our personality for the rest of our lives. Some say that what we did in previous lives informs our current life. These are all ways of measuring conditional experience. And at some point, no matter how comfortable our early conditions might have been, at some point that trust will probably dissolve. Also in varying degrees. Some of us may remain in trust for a long time because of circumstance, connection to the earth, conscious parents and families, early connection to devotion, music, etc. While others may not even remember what it feels like to trust, to trust life, to trust the presence of life. Mistrust develops where and when we recognize that we're not being held in the way that nature intended or the way that we expected, biologically, emotionally, mentally, physically, by our parents, by the society in which we live. I needed you and you weren't there. I called to you and you didn't come or you didn't listen. 
and this mistrust causes great insecurity. And if this great insecurity is left unprocessed or is considered normal, or in many cases is not looked at or listened to at all, swept aside or under the rug, it becomes an agent for great suffering in our world, in our human society. It becomes an active contributor to multiple forms of unprocessed trauma. This unprocessed trauma and insecurity can lead to various forms of blame, to multiple forms of otherness and hierarchical manipulation, corrupt systems and institutions of greed and oppression, violence, emotional recklessness, the list goes on and on. Sufferation born out of insecurity and mistrust. What can we do about it? That's the big question. Well, your whole journey in this life is to remember who you are. The rishis and sages of India were very clear as they studied Ayurveda, the science of life, the indigenous healing practice of India, that the primordial cause of disease is forgetting who you are. And this forgetting is the process that we're reasoning about right now. The fall from trust, the forgetting who you are. So the question becomes, who are you? Well, who you are is this. The best place to look is the elements, the building blocks of all of life, the tattvas. Earth, water, fire, breath, sound and awareness, and the space that carries them all. We now know from science, not just philosophy, that if we go down to the very building blocks of existence at a microscopic level, that you as a human being and an amoeba are made of the same material. This must mean it is also true at a macroscopic and omniscopic level. This is why it is written in the wisdom traditions of old, whoever has eyes let them see, and whoever has ears let them hear that all of life is made of the same material and that all of life contains within it consciousness. That's who you are. All of this. The sage Nanak called it Ek Onkar, oneness. Bob Marley, the prophet, called it one love. It shows up in traditions throughout time with mystics from all over this planet. So what is this relationship to knowledge? What do we call this human being relationship to knowledge? this overstanding of oneness, an eagle's eye view of the whole land and sky. Well, the call is to hear the frequency of the soul, to see the destiny that is written in the wisdom of your cells. This call is to remember that your purpose in life is to be a steward of the earth, to care for that of which you are made, the earth, the soil, the plant life, where medicine and healing is carried in nutrition. That provides breath for life, the water of which your earth is made and relies on, on all levels. Digestion, what nourishes the water and the soil to live. Fire, transformation, warmth of life, burning away of that which does not serve. The breath, the giving and receiving of the heart. Care for the animals, deep loving care for human beings. Even the ones who struggle every day with doubt, insecurity and pain. If one of us is homeless, all of us are homeless. If one of us is hungry, all of us are hungry. If one of us is oppressed, all of us are oppressed. It is our suffering. When souls living in black bodies are being mistreated with violence and oppression and have been for generations through time and the systems put in place in our society support this, it is our responsibility to create an environment for healing, especially those of us who have benefited from the systems of otherness of oppression and racism. 
We must dismantle the systems for life, for love. A return to the heart is essential for healing. This is the realm of circulation of breath. The exchange of blood in the body is the reminder that we are all sustained by the same heart, same blood, that our life is dependent on the breath, no matter how you identify in this life, what gender, what race, what nationality. The sacred exchange of breath carries our souls and sustains our lives. We get so wrapped up in duality, intellectual otherness, that we take the great power of the breath for granted. Our need to be right in matters of religion becomes a distraction with regard to the importance of devotion. Devotion grows out of love, not out of facts and dogma, bathing daily in the sounds of devotion, filling our hearts and homes with joyful sound, frequencies that return us to love. It's not about beliefs, but rather is essential for mental health, for human health, for earth and water health, the awareness that comes from meditation from time and nature are key in the remembrance of who you are and organizing your life so that awareness is a priority. Awareness is essential for life, for trust to be re-established. If that awareness becomes secondary, which has happened throughout human history, in alarming quantity, a mass of forgetting is perpetuated and as a result, we all experience crushing forms of otherness, physical sickness, mental and emotional illness, and various forms of symptoms that come from the patterns of forgetting who you are. This forgetting as a chronic human disease, this dry rot at the root of our calling home, distraction from remembering, has allowed systems of otherness, of racism and oppression to continue to fester. And so we are required to design our lives to remember. This is a reminder. To those of us who are listening to various teachers, wisdom carriers, carriers of earth wisdom, indigenous wisdom, carriers of devotional livity and awareness that remind us to return to love through sound and breath. Those of us who are spending time with the plant teachers, the herbs and the soil, permaculture, students of the earth, those of us who are connecting with the animals with great compassion and determination for liberation for all, those of us who are listening to the blood and spiritual ancestors and various other souls who are aware of who they are in relationship to the one, to the interconnectedness of life. We are listening. We recognize the importance of devotion in this life, the importance of speaking in a devotional language, the importance of spending time in nature in a devotional way, spending time with music and sound in a devotional way, in a way that returns you to the heart returns you to the state of trust in which you were born so that you may process the pain of this life, of these systems of otherness, of insecurity. The challenge with this insecurity is that if we go into the head and we ignore and deny the wisdom of the body, the wisdom of the earth of which we are made, we begin to think that the answers come from thought and thought alone. This is an illusion. This is a confusion. We've been trying to do this for thousands of years and have forgotten our soul's calling, our purpose in life, which is to remember who we are, stewards of the earth. We are here to care, to take care, to nourish and to nurture, to burn away unhealthy cells and replenish with new life, to pay very close attention to the reality that the Holy Trinity does not belong to one religion, but is the sun, moon and stars that our identity does not belong to nations, but to the earth, the water, the digestion, the breath, sound, and consciousness. 
Yes, we are born into different mindsets and karmas, different karmas and conditions. And the way that we can work with this, rather than fight against one another, is to recognize the importance of devotion, to recognize that resistance, pressure and stress is an opportunity, a purification, an opportunity to return to trust, to wisdom and love as a way of life. We have seven chakras in the body, six all essential for well-being, for harmony, energetic and physiological, and six continents on the planet are the same, wheels of energy. When working in harmony and togetherness, the seventh can open and we can experience our divinity, who we really are. If the six are blocked, controlled and manipulated by otherness, we are not able to operate at our fullness, our infinite potential. The wisdom of old has been clear through all traditions that the way of the mystic is the fastest way to wake up, for it defies limited thinking. Devotion is the fast track to awakening. The most effective way to move through this process is devotion, and devotion grows out of love, love beyond logic. As Nanak said, I see no enemy and I see no stranger. Religion has confused this time and time again stuck in the head, the rules, the dogma. Matters of spirituality, of oneness, are not about what you believe. They're about devotion to a life committed to the experience of who you are. The soul's purpose is about a return to love, a return to the wisdom of the earth. And once we have a taste of that, our soul's calling, our soul's purpose, we will be able to effectively dismantle these systems of oppression, systems that have been built out of pain, mistrust, misguided awareness of self and insecurity. If we have no connection to love, to wisdom, to the nature of self, through devotion to the earth and her elements, to whatever it is that connects you to love through sound, vibration, frequency, if we don't connect with that as best we can in every moment, how will we create progress? How will we wake up? If we fixate on our problems solely from a place of intellectual fussing about, from a place of insecurity, all that will happen is change on the surface, but more of the same treating the symptom and not the pattern, change but not progress, change but no transformation. Change happens constantly, it's natural, it's part of nature. Progress, transformation comes from a remembering, a healing, a recognizing the call of your soul, which is a return home to love, to trust. And while you're in that place of love, the world around you may tell you that it can't be done that way, or you shouldn't practice that way, or you're just sitting around singing and meditating doesn't do anything to help with the real issues, or it's spiritual bypassing. However, that deep work is creating a field, creating a space for healing to take place beyond the head trip, on all levels, in all the energy centers, on all the continents, transformation through vibration, a connection to the soul, to the presence that is never an absence, oneness. Without that connection, we will create more of the same in repetition as we've been doing for thousands of years. We've done it with religion, we've done it with politics, and we're being presented again with an opportunity to wake up to the calling of our soul, to a return to the earth, a return to wisdom and love. And my friends, meditation and devotion play a massive role in this so that we may navigate this discomfort, so that we have 
the capacity to have these difficult conversations from a place of clarity and compassion, to face the bigotry, the xenophobia, the otherness, the mental slavery that is a product of this mistrust and of this misinformation of self, of this insecurity. So thank you for taking the time to listen to something like this. Please share it with your friends. If you need support in any way, please email me at tiagopremsingh at gmail.com. If I can't serve you in any way, I'd be more than happy to connect you with some resources that will support you. I'll do my best. I acknowledge that we still have massive amounts of work to do and that there's a major sickness happening, a sickness of otherness, racism and hatred. It's been happening for far too long and right now we need to be healthy cells so we can do something about this sickness. It's going to be, require us to be very, very healthy, to take care on a deep, deep cellular level, to put a lot of focus right now on the beautiful black lives, on Mother Africa, in our world. It's very, very important. These beautiful souls, these beautiful bodies, these people of culture have been oppressed by these systems created by insecure white bodies. It's time to create a change. And those of us who are born with fair skin, it is very important that you reconnect with who you are, the earth and her elements through devotion and meditation. Develop some understanding so that you may meet these uncomfortable situations from a place of love and wisdom. Study emotional intelligence and trauma. Know the history of these systems of oppression and know how we have contributed to them and how we have been complicit to them. Systems that have been formed out of this mistrust and misinformation. Deep, deep pain. It's time to explore this from a place of love, a place of wisdom, so we can make it better, so we can do better, so that this healing can take place fully. The same way we need to do something about the mistreatment of the soil on this earth and the water, it's all connected. The way we've mistreated Mother Africa, the land from which we all came. This is a reminder and an opportunity for healing. Let's do this. Bless you.